0: Welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy here in New York City, and this is a production of the Church of Stop Shopping. I have felt for some time, I know a lot of you feel the same way, that activism, from simply people doing something bold, not with media, not with money necessarily, just activism, the way social movements always begin, Bodies in public space moving, expressing boldly. I felt stuck in rallies and marches, rallies and marches. And then something happened today. We were in a tent, in a tent inside a chase bank, inside Rockefeller Center, inside New York City. And we were singing about a man who was shot by cops who were getting money from Chase Bank. And we sang his nickname, his affectionate nickname, Tortuguita. And in that tent, we sang his name again and again and again. And we knew that our voices were going out to the tellers and the customers and the executives and their desks. And some, somewhere in that experience, inside that tent, I felt a doorway open, the doorway of activism, swinging open. I could feel inside New York, inside Rockefeller Center, inside Chase Bank, inside that tent, the name of Tortuguita, shot in his tent in a forest on the edge of Atlanta, a forest protector with the name Tortuguita, which means little tortoise
1: <tortuguito presente get no for presente no for do presente get need no cities for presente
2: no city for cops, present. city for to do this, son? I'm six somehow man, no punches. Most y'all well, ain't ready for this. I'll be talking about some things I hear that um, many people won't appreciate, alright? I was raised in streets so cold where hopes rose, where little kids walk around with no clothes, and not because they have no homes, but this is how they were shown, how to live too fast and act too grown, where most live so high, you only no lows, never learn how to stand on their own, cause you always face life on their toes, when this concrete jungle with all of its woes, there are roses in Harlem that somehow still grow, and I suppose with more tilling their flowers will show, nurture the children and the wind will blow, world would be a better place instead of the cheddar race both not a threat to humanity we- the youth are used as modern day pawns hustling death till there's nothing left from (laughs) dust to dawn till every last bit of their soul is gone and they forever travel in shadows to live life amongst the scorn wishing they could be reborn looking for a jack to feed on and some of them mentally be gone and since they never got their read on they never understood why i was born for them to see their seaborn so the next generation grieves on and bleeds on and this could happen for eons unless we form a legion so attack these demons I want to stop our breathing so we can't inhale freedom how many of our kids have asthma due to the plaster how many of our family members suffer from cancer still look at this government for answers How many in all you go bananas at the color bandanas because their minds have been desensitized by the time they finish failing grandma live most of their lives failing grandma in the slammer trying to make runs from the slums of new york to atlanta didn't know the between a black panther and a white panda, both were extinct animals if you ask them. But if you couldn't mask them and examine and show them all the horror in their lives, they observed the curve random was due to years of steady planning. Our people have been left stranded and abandoned, trapped in way before Katrina. They
1: We'll walk hand in hand, we'll walk
0: save ourselves when guns and torches are dropped so we can touch, when cops jail bankers to save the kids of cops and bankers, when Christmas is abandoned, when black and brown lesbians run the Department of Justice, when we have this great idea, resist extinction! Resist, resist, resist extinction. Now, now. When? When we take personal responsibility for the superstorm. When we go outside until outside is no longer outside anymore. When we stop calling the storms criminal scandals climb in the mountains and cross the rivers, to be with our nationless friends when we're willing to do what it takes to save ourselves, when we see that our spare room is a young mother's dream, when we feel years of laughter and music in a gift economy, when we stop shopping, when we stop shopping, and start living and we're grateful at Thanksgiving that we're radically changing when radically changing when when is the time to act when now the singing revolution. Now You've been listening to some, some songs by people and by life generally. And we, we sing. Life sings. And taking just the human part of life, we sing when we want change. Social movements always have a musical element. Some, the civil rights movement, singing is very central to it. I think that's also true of act up. Um, We embrace lifting the voice. Of course, we're we're uh, we are a singing church. The church that stopped shopping has a 35 voice choir. And recently, we had a direct action, which I shared with you at the beginning, at the welcome there, uh, which is we sang inside the Chase Bank a uh, bank that is putting so much CO2 into the air and nitrous oxide and methane. And we um, sang in Rockefeller Center, which has the Exxon building right there and has the legacy of, of that fossil fuel, a famous sort of fossil fuel address. Chase Bank comes from Standard Oil, Exxon, Chevron, and so forth. Well, singing... Singing our way is a nonviolent way, to be there with a heightened, a heightened presence. It slows down the police. It makes people think. And there's a reason that it, that, it, that it works. We think especially of the success of Estonia trying to win its independence from the Soviet Union in 1991, which was converting at that time into Russia, but still the Russian bear, right next door to Estonia, dominating that little country for so long. Estonia started singing its illegal national anthem. And at the point of their independence, the entire country, or very close to the entire country, were out in the public plaza singing this national anthem. We would like to sing for the earth and sing for freedom from racism, sing for the love of humankind and the love of life. Hallelujah. Here we go. I'm gonna send you into the news from the natural world with just a little bit of the taste of Estonians singing for their independence.
3: Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Guinea worm is poised to be the second human disease to be eradicated after smallpox. Only 13 human cases of guinea worm disease were reported worldwide last year. After decades of progress, the Eradication Program's director cautioned that the end phase of the global effort to eradicate the parasitic disease will be the most difficult. The 13 remaining infections occurred in four countries in sub-Saharan Africa. Chad, South Sudan, Ethiopia, and the Central African Republic. It's a significant drop from when former President Jimmy Carter began leading the global eradication effort in 1986 when the disease infected 3.5 million people. The guinea worm is a parasite that can grow as long as three feet. The worm incubates in people for up to a year before painfully emerging, often through the feet or other sensitive parts of the body. Guinea worm affects some of the world's most vulnerable people and can be prevented by training them to filter and drink clean water. Five Mennonite colonies in Central and South America have been reported for clearing forests by indigenous communities. Many of these cases are being investigated by prosecutors and environmental authorities. Indigenous and other local populations report that extensive areas have been deforested to introduce soy, corn, and sorghum in five Latin American countries, Bolivia, Colombia, Mexico, Paraguay, and Peru. More than 500,000 deforestation alerts generated between January and October 2022 took a team of journalists to five critical points where they found forests logged without authorization, as well as occupation of native community territories and land trafficking. The map of the Mennonite presence calculates that there are around 214 Mennonite colonies in Latin America that cover a total area of about 3.9 million hectares, an area bigger than the Netherlands, according to the study. The Mennonites first arrived in Mexico in 1922. A Texas Tribune analysis of state data found that at least 268 people in Texas were killed by heat last year. A large portion of those deaths were migrants who died while crossing the border. The Diversified Energy Company, the largest owner of oil and gas wells in the United States, may abandon up to 70,000 oil and gas wells throughout Appalachia without plugging them, according to a new report. The company spent the last five years acquiring tens of thousands of aging, low-producing conventional oil and gas wells in Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, and Kentucky. Conventional oil and gas wells are traditional wells where fossil fuels are extracted through vertical boreholes. A new report published by the Ohio River Valley Institute finds that the company's financial liabilities exceeded its assets by more than $300 million in June of 2022, prompting concerns that diversified energy will go bankrupt without plugging its wells. Unplugged oil and gas wells can emit climate-warming methane and air pollutants that are hazardous to human health, contaminate soil and groundwater, and allow gas to migrate into occupied buildings, creating a risk of fatal explosions. When drillers abandon wells without plugging them, taxpayers are generally left to clean up the mess. The Biden administration announced this week that it had banned logging and road building on about 9 million acres of the Tongass National Forest in southeast Alaska, aiming to settle a two-decade battle over the fate of North America's largest temperate rainforest. The new rule reinstates protections in the pristine Alaskan backcountry that were first imposed in 2001 but stripped away by President Donald Trump in 2020. Tom Vilsack, the Agriculture Secretary, said the effort would protect cedar, hemlock, and Sitka spruce trees, many of them more than 800 years old, that provide essential habitat for 400 species of wildlife, including bald eagles, salmon, and the world's greatest concentration of black bears. The towering trees also play an essential role in fighting climate change. They store more than 10% of the carbon accumulated by all national forests in the United States. A new study shows that the Milky Way is too big for its cosmological wall, something yet to be observed in other galaxies. A cosmological wall is a flattened arrangement of galaxies found surrounding other galaxies, characterized by particularly empty regions called voids on either side of it. These voids seem to squash the galaxies together into a pancake-like shape to make this flattened arrangement. This wall environment, in this case called the local sheet, influences how the Milky Way and nearby galaxies rotate around their axes in a more organized way than if we were in a random place in the universe without a wall. Typically, galaxies tend to be significantly smaller than this so-called wall, the Milky Way is found to be surprisingly massive in comparison to its cosmological wall, a rare cosmic occurrence. The ultraviolet nail polish drying devices used to cure gel manicures may pose more of a public health concern than previously thought. Researchers at the University of California, San Diego have studied these ultraviolet light emitting devices and found that their use leads to cell death and cancer-causing mutations in human cells. The devices are a common fixture in nail salons. Researchers have found that the biggest influencer in the spread of fake news is the social platform structure of rewarding users for habitually sharing information. Just 15% of the most habitual news sharers in the research were responsible for spreading about 30 to 40% of the fake news. Social media has a reward system that encourages users to stay on their accounts and keep posting and sharing. Users who post and share frequently, especially sensational eye-catching information, are likely to attract attention. Due to the reward-based learning system on social media, users form habits of sharing information that get recognition from others. Once habits form, information sharing is automatically activated by cues on the platform without users considering critical response outcomes such as whether the information is true. Misinformation isn't spread through a deficit users may have such as ignorance. It's really a function of the structure of the social media sites themselves. Siberia is experiencing dangerously cold weather. On Sunday, January 15th, temperatures of negative 62.4 degrees Celsius or negative 80.32 degrees Fahrenheit were picked up in Tongalok, a rural part of Sakha Republic, Russia. The temperatures are a new all-time low for the station at Tungalak, and the coldest temperature in Siberia since 2002. It is comparable to the temperature on Mars. New data from satellites shows that Europe has been experiencing a severe drought for years. Across the continent, groundwater levels have been consistently low since 2018, even if extreme flooding temporarily gives a different picture. And now, the sounds of extinction. The Laughing Owl, or cow, became extinct in the early 20th century. The last known bird was one found dead on a road at Blue Cliff Station near Timaru in southern New Zealand in 1914. The species had succumbed to the clearance of its habitat to create farms and to newly introduced predators. Stoats, ferrets, cats, and rats proved especially fatal for the birds. Effective hunters of beetles, birds, and lizards, the laughing owl, so-called because its shrieks had the quality of a crazed laugh, had no defense against deadly mammalian predators. Not only were they the prey of wild mammals, but humans hunted them too, for museum specimens, for curio collections, and for zoos. Laughing Owls lived in fissures or deep crevices of limestone cliffs and probably in tree holes before large-scale forest clearance had occurred. Some nest sites were used for many generations. A Takaka cave site is thought to have been continuously inhabited by the Laughing Owl for at least 10,000 years. And sadly, there are no recordings of the Laughing Owl. The Wee Cow.
0: it's time to say thank you and so long I'm Reverend Billy I want to thank the people that record birds we take we take your bird sounds off the YouTube we don't go out into the forest and record birds ourselves Nina Faust is one of the recording people the people of Estonia also volunteered their national anthem we uh, would like to have given every one of the 40,000 people their one dollar but not this time. Joan Baez, singing "We Shall Overcome." The Welfare Poets, the legendary Mike on the Beat. That YouTube, that music video was directed by Sonia Malfa. The, the Welfare Poets, well, they performed with Reverend Billy back in 2003, I think. And uh, hearty hello to these really community, intense, radical, hard-working friends up in Harlem, thank you so much. Savitri D, news from the natural world. Savitri is the director of our three o'clock church services, our Joe's Pub shows. Thank you, Savi. The Eagles, Jason Candler, the editor of this radio show, on saxophone, with Brendan Burke on drums. And Laura Newman, We Are the 99, one of our actual hits. The Stop Shopping Choir does have they can point to we are the 99%. It was translated into 15 different languages and hundreds of thousands of downloads. Well, we remember finally the Occupy Wall Street days. We just had uh, David Graber's longtime partner here in the house, Nika Dobrovsky. Nika, much love to you. And David, we miss you. Well... Singing our way, so forcefully, singing our way through the Chase Bank, dealing with the sins, dealing with the, the fascism of that place. Perpetrated upon us by the highest paid, paid Wall Street executive, Jamie Dimon, $35 million annually, that we know of. God knows about the hidden income. Sue me for saying that, Jamie, come on. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. We, we will sing in this bank that finances police violence. We will sing in this bank that finances gentrification through its mortgage programs. We will sing in this bank more than anything. We will sing in this bank for just being violent against life. And I'm thinking, of course, earth alleluia. I'm thinking of the contribution to the toxicity in the atmosphere by J.P. Morgan Chase. How can't you think about that? the nitrous oxide, the methane, the CO2, the fluorinated gases, the greenhouse gases, heating up this planet. Every time you pick up the newspaper, if your own own windows aren't being blown out and your roof being ripped off, you can read about it in the paper, somebody else is in pain and the suffering and and lost livelihoods and just, um, we are in the sixth extinction, the apocalypse. It is accelerating. And Chase is making money from it. And we will keep singing.
1: Somebody give me an earth here today. Earth-a-luia.